guys, it's Didi. Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm so excited for this guest that we have today. Introduce yourself. Hey guys, what's up? It's Breezes15. I am super excited to be on my first podcast, actually. And oh, it's your first? This is my first period. podcast. And I'm so happy that it is with you. Oh, period. So if you guys don't know Breeze, she's fucking big in the industry. Tell them what you do. So I am a hairdresser. I've been doing hair for seven years now. I started doing hair when I was 17. So I was still in high school and now I'm 24. So I'm still going strong. I'm still going at it. So you've been in the hair seven years? Yes, I've been in the industry for seven years now. Dang. Going on eight. It'll be eight, I think, in like August sometime. So when you first started, you started like straight out of high school or in high school? I was in high school when I was doing hair already. So you were doing it like an ROP program? Type? Yeah, exactly. So that that's exactly how I started. I started doing hair through ROP. So basically, I would go to school from like six in the morning to like midday sometime. And as soon as I was out of school, I would just drive myself to beauty school. That was Monday through Friday? Mm-hmm. And, and Saturday, too. Dang. So you got your license during high school? Um, I didn't get it during high school. Well, yeah, I was, like, working towards it um, when I was in high school, but I didn't officially get licensed until, I think, like, the summer after I graduated high school. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. So when you first started, did you work in a salon straight after, like, when you got licensed? Or, like, were we, were you doing hair or, like... I was just doing hair um, like at my school and mostly at my house, like in my garage. So that's just how I started. But I was really confident from the beginning. I just already knew that I was going to be good at it. So I I didn't really feel like I had to work at a salon. I was just like, I'm going to just try right now in my garage. I was washing people's hair in my sink. How were you getting clients at that time? Like, how did you? Honestly, just like girls that I went to school with. So I would just be like, hey, let me do your hair. And then they'll be like, all right, I'm down. So, yeah, that's how I started, like, building my clientele. But also, I did go to Claremont High School, so there's a lot of white girls there. and But, not, <laughs> but like, white girls have nice, light brown hair. Yeah. So, no matter what, their hair is going to look amazing, no matter what you do to it. Yeah, yeah. So, when you first started doing, like, were you just doing washes or you were, like, bleaching their hair too? No, I started doing balayages, like, off jump. The first class I ever took, like, from hair was a balayage class. So, as soon as I saw one person do it, I was, like... I was real confident. I was all like, give me your head of hair and some bleach because I'm about to do this right now. So, yeah, that's how I started. How were your prices back then? Oh, dude, my prices were like, it was nothing. I I remember I asked my aunt because my aunt, she she was doing hair for a long time and she actually started an ROP also. Um, And so I was all like, how much do I charge? Like, I'm not sure because like I'm still learning, but also like I still have to buy product, you know? So she was just like, just charge double whatever you pay for the product she was like just for right now she was like you just need to make enough money to basically buy product again next time you know yeah and that product would last you for multiple clients right yeah sometimes it just depends like definitely the bleach yes but um but yeah for the most part yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's cool I just like I feel like the hair industry is like so much different from like my industry but it's kind of the same industry except you make hair look better and I remove it yeah (laughs) So because you got your Cosmo license, did anything else like, I don't know, did you ever want to do anything else like makeup? Because you could do everything Mm because it's Cosmo. Like, did you ever feel like you want to do wax or like nails or like facials or? No, I didn't. I knew right away. (laughs) She was like, I did not care about none of that. Well, first off, like I didn't, I don't feel like I really became, I kind of was like interested in makeup because so 
I'm going to give you a little background of like how I got started and why I got started. So, um, when I was in high school, um, I did not care about my hair. I did not care about makeup. I did not care about none of that stuff. Like all I cared about was art and sports and literally just like school. I didn't care about boys. None of that. Like I was, I, I feel like I had my head on pretty straight, like as a teenager. Um, but so when I found out about ROP was because actually my best friend from high school, her name is Carissa. Shout out to her. I love her. She's still around. She's solid. As um, but she was the one who was like, Hey Brie, let me know when they make announcements about the cosmetology program for ROP. Cause she was doing like independent studies. So then I was like, all right, for sure. So then when I found out that they were going to do it, I let her know if she was, I'll come with me to the orientation. Cause she's super shy. Like the reason why she did um, independent studies was because she's super shy. So she didn't want to be around. Anybody. She didn't want to be around nobody. So, um, anyway, so she was like, come to me, come with me to the orientation. So I was like, all right, for sure. So I pulled up with her just being a supportive friend. And then somehow, some way, like in my brain, um, or she was just like, like sign up with me. Right. So I was like, hell no, I'm not going to sign up. I don't <laughs> care about none of this. Like I could care less. But so, but for me, like, so what I, my initial plan, like in high school was I actually did, um, I was a sculptor for four years. So that was really important to me. And it, it is my passion still to this day. So I was like, you know what? It wouldn't be a bad idea because my plan was literally I had already got accepted to the school that I wanted to go to in San Francisco, which is um, it was Academy of Arts in in San Francisco. And so I was just like, you know what? It wouldn't be so bad. Like I was like, if I get my license right now, I'll have like a really flexible, like good career to like help me pay for, I don't know, the the cost of living in yeah. San Francisco, you know? And I already knew it was like super expensive out there. So I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna invest my time into this and get my license, even if it's not what I plan on doing in the <clears> long run. <throat> so I was like, let me just do it. So then I started doing it and yeah, dude, little did I know I was hella good at it, super good at it. And I really think it has a lot to do just with my sculpting background and my art background. Cause it all just came to me so natural, so natural. And like I'm saying, like I was so confident. It was it was the same thing, except for it was a different medium. Yeah. So like the medium is basically what you're working with. So whether it be a canvas or paint or clay, but now my medium was hair. hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like you could do like whatever you want and like hair. Exactly. Yeah. So when you first got started, did you like off the bat, like you just knew that you wanted to do hair, but like did you in that sense like were you like hoping to like open up your own salon or like were you no never no I never wanted to own a salon and even to this day I don't know if that's my end goal really you know because you're big in the hair industry like everyone that knows hair knows Brie like shout out like everyone <laughs> respect, that knows respect. yeah no I don't think I'm that big yet yes but thank you, you are but thank you. I feel like in the blonde area oh yeah for sure, sure. <laughs> yeah no I got, I got that on lock period yeah um but no honestly I've never been like oh I want to own my own salon I've never that's never been my goal um I did have an opportunity to own my own salon like sometime last year and for whatever reason it didn't work out and I really feel like it's because like that's not what I want I don't feel like I feel like owning a salon now is I don't, it's kind of obsolete in a way like salons are kind I I personally love the salon environment I love being around people and you know me like yeah. I, I I thrive in social settings like yeah. I love to be around people but I feel like now a lot of people are like breaking off into like studios and doing their own Something, thing yeah so like for example like 
um, <clears throat> like Salon Republic, the Phoenix Salons, um, like all those studio places. Yeah. Like it really is a salon, but it's just a bunch of antisocial people who just want to do their, their own, own fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And don't want their own. It's dead ass like boss. an own box. But yeah. it's literally still a salon. Like yeah. if you think about it, it's just like, like we Different got, rooms. we got Deanna over here with the wax. We got Breezes over here with the blondes. We got this guy over here yeah. with the barbering yeah. and whatever, you know, but it, at the end of the day, like. It's still a salon. It's kind of just like being modified into people's needs now, yeah. which is smart. But I feel like now people don't want to be in a salon because of that, because people are like, well, I want to have my own space and I want to decorate it however I want. And I want to play my own kind of music. And I think I respect that. Like, I like that. But I also have done that before. And it wasn't for me. I yeah. didn't like it at all. So, like, going back to that, like, what are different salons that you've worked at? Like, have you, you – I feel like I remember when I first met you, you were working at your – that's the last time – at your aunt's mm-hmm. salon, right? Yes. Were you working at different salons prior to that? Oh, yeah. So, where I started was um, – so, it's a salon called Cut House, and I started at the one in Claremont. So, I actually thought that it was a school at first, um, and when I was – because, well, like I said, I went to Claremont High School, so – when I was hanging out in Claremont one time, I saw the salon and I was already following them on like Instagram for a minute. And um, I just thought that they were so cool. I was like, dude, I love everything about them. Like, I feel like they're with the shit. With like, the yeah, I like it. So I was like, but I really thought it was a school. So I was like, dang, I wish I could have, I wish I could have gone there, but I, I had to go to <laughs> ROP because we don't got money like that over here, you know? But it wasn't even a school. So I, one day when I was walking around there, I was walking around the village with my friend Daisy. And then I realized I was like, Oh, it's right here. I was like, I'm gonna go inside and see what's up. So I went inside and then, um, I was all like, Oh, like, is this a school? Like, could I have a tour? And then I remember the receptionist was just like, um, no, this is not a school. This is a salon. <laughs> and I was all like, Oh really? I was like, cause I follow you guys on Instagram. You guys always have classes here. So the reason why I really wanted to work there was because I felt like they really invested in like educating their stylists and keeping them up to date with whatever is new, whatever is trending, like all the new techniques, just everything. And I'm one of those people where I'm just like, I always have to be learning what is new. Like, oh, everyone. But yeah. it's just like, Education. otherwise, if you don't, like you're going to be stagnant and you're going to become exactly. one of those stylists. Like, like, oh, my mom, like that's my mom's hairstylist, you know, like yeah. I don't ever want to be that person. <laughs> yeah. I really hope I don't become that person. And um, I hope I could just be like, you know. To this day, like, do you still like get education? Something like, do you go to class? Yes, hundred yeah. percent. I feed off of that. Like, like I said, like I love, I love learning from whoever. Even if, even if you don't got no kind of social platform, but you just know what you're doing. Even if you don't, like, you always learn something from someone. Like, but classes are so important mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like um, with education, like every time, even even like the biggest artists, I feel like they, you know, have their education classes. Like, I still want to take their classes because, mm-hmm. again, like you can never stop learning something new. There can be always something that's coming out. And right. it's like, I want to learn their technique. It's all about new techniques mm-hmm. and like how you can bring that into your business and like how you can promote that and like learn off of that. So I feel yeah. like education is like a huge thing, especially with hair, too. Like there's always something new in the hair industry. Mm-hmm. And even if you take a class and like you could sit through a whole like three-day class and pick up one thing but that one thing is gonna matter literally gonna change yeah. the way you do everything for the rest of your career yeah or just add on to it you know for that like I don't know at least add on to it but I feel like the reason I am the stylist that I am is because I learned from so many of the best people and I kind of just took everything that I like about all those amazing artists and 
brought it all together and it, it was like they just like birthed the little baby you know like a <laughs> like a like a prodigy and like it created yeah. something mm-hmm. yeah so like what about your classes do you feel like um Bree's coming out with some education classes coming soon because well actually so I've never felt like I well I don't know maybe it's just because I'm I still feel like I'm so young and I still have so much to learn but my salon specifically that I work at now, Theory, and it's in San Dimas, um, they're putting a lot of pressure on me to like teach classes. Um, and it's just because in there, I'm one of the master stylists. So there's a couple masters, there's like three of us in there. And then the rest of them, they're still like, you know, kind of like learning still. And they always run back to me when like shit going south. They're like, what do I do right now? Tell me like, and I'm like, okay, first of all, breathe, relax. <laughs> but, um, and even my, uh, the salon owner yesterday was telling me, she was just like, Brie, like you need to charge way more. And honestly, I think I charge a lot already, but she was like, no, like you are like, you're one of the master stylists here. Like you need to be charging more than everybody in here. Like you should be charging what I'm charging. But I was like, I just feel like I have so much more to learn, but they're like, so then today actually at, um, the salon, one of my coworkers, um, Benny, she was like. She was like, Brie, what do I, what do I tone with? I don't really know. Like, this is what she's going for. And I was just like, okay, this is what you need to tone with. I was all like, just trust it. Like, don't freak out. Like, just let it do its thing, you know? And it turned out amazing and it turned out beautiful. And I don't know, like for some reason, like inside of me, I feel so happy when I do that. Like, not even because like I want credit or anything, just because I'm just like, contributing to somebody's growth and like I really taught you something today you know something that was out of your comfort zone so I feel like I would get something out of it but I think maybe just because I don't feel like I don't know maybe I'm just too humble yeah I think I'd be like shoot I'd be like I want to take a hair class no (laughs) yeah but I don't know they're putting a lot of pressure on me they're like when are you teaching your class because I I'm very Okay, so I'm an artist, but I'm very analytical. Everything has to like be broken down and make sense, you know? And I think that's why people can just, or that's why people want me to teach a class so bad because it makes sense. I'm not just like, oh, just do this just because you're just doing it and just because I've done it before and I know that it's gonna turn out nice. I'm like, no, you need to do this because we're gonna, I'm gonna break it down for you. Like, I'll literally, I'll be like, sit down. <laughs> I pull out a color chart. And I'll be like, what would you do? And then I'm gonna tell you why. Not not that it would be wrong because I feel like doing hair, it's like it's like English class. There's no wrong answer. Like there's so many answers, right? It's not like math where it's like there's just one, one answer. answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I feel like it's just like it's whatever you're going for and you are the artist and people come to you for whatever, you know? So there's no wrong answer. But when you're when you're trying to achieve something and like get it spot on, you need to break it down like that. So I feel like because I can do that, people like I don't know. They just want me to teach a class, but I've been, I've been lagging on it. I was supposed to teach a class on February 7th and then we rescheduled it because we had some like hair cutter guy come and teach a class. And honestly, I'm, I'm all for classes. So I was like, if that's the only day he could come, tell him to come. Like I'll reschedule my class. Like it'll be fine. Like I'm going to still be, I'm going to still be here, you know, but I don't know if he's going to be able to come back. So I haven't rescheduled the class, but it's not even open to the public. It's literally just for the salon that I work at because I don't feel comfortable like that yet. But honestly, like I've worked with a lot of the biggest educators in the industry and I've learned so much from them. But I think 
there was there was I'm not gonna say who the person was, but um there was definitely a person who kind of just like I didn't throw out there that I wanted to be an educator, but she kind of just like shot the idea down before it even became an idea in my head. You know, so she kind of just like she was just like basically like you're not there yet relax like Damn. yeah but i was like but it was never like that in the beginning like it, i was never like oh i want to be an educator never i never thought that i would want to be an educator ever but i think now that like i'm getting so much support from like people who actually i respect mm-hmm. uh, for example like the owner of my salon and then like just you know other artists who are i don't want to say at my level but it's like because it sounds kind of degrading and it sounds like you think you're above people but I don't think I'm above people, but I, I think that you do earn that experience, you know, like with time. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like people who've been doing hair for a long time, like you earn that, you earn that experience. And the people who have that level of experience are respecting me now. And I never thought that I would be at, or not that I never thought I would be there, but now that I'm there, I'm kind of having a hard time accepting that. Yeah. Or I'm just like, I don't really like, you think <laughs> I'm there already? Like, so I feel like now that I'm getting all that support and kind of just like pressure and they're kind of just like pushing me to do it. It's making me feel more comfortable about it. So I just got to do it, but it is coming. I just haven't started it, but I'm just one of those people where like, and you're the same way. Like I know that you are, I've seen you do it. You're so meticulous about the way you set your whole class up. Like you have a curriculum, you have like all these things and you're just like, yeah, it's a class, but like, are you actually good at it? Like, I'm not just going to give you your certification just because you did it. Like, Period. I'm not going to let you walk out of here with the certification. Like, and then, and then you're saying that you learn from me. Like, no, no, Period. no. Period. So, Shout out. Um, <laughs> so that, and I feel, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like if you're going to learn from me, like it has to be the best. So I already have typed up like a rough draft curriculum, but I typed this one up before, like when I was still working at Cut House which was in like pre-COVID. So when was that? Like 2019? Yeah. So I did teach, a, I taught like a brief formulation class to the assistants, um, but I feel like I just know so much more now and I just feel so much more confident. Like it needs to be revised and I just, yeah, I've just been working on that before I really come out. Cause I'm not just gonna like be like, okay, like we're just here and like now I'm teaching <laughs> yeah. you. No, like it has to be a real class. Do you want it to be like a one day class? Or are you like hoping like a two day class? Like for now, I think one day is is okay. Uh I don't think I have like like a hands-on class, or you like you just I, I'm not sure yet. I think eventually I would like to teach a hands-on class, but I want to take it slow. I want to start with just like a, honestly, for me, formulation is the biggest thing. So like formulation for the people who don't know what hair color is or like, so formulation is hair color. So basically formulation is the hardest part of doing hair color because you can't just be like, I want this color and like pretend I pull out a color chart and I'm like, okay, Deanna, what color do you like? And then you choose a color. Like, I can't just throw that color on your hair and it's not going to turn out like that. It's like going black to like straight white blonde. Exactly. So it's like, so, but everything's different. Like, it's just, there's so many moving parts to doing hair. And it's, I feel like the formulation part is the hardest part. And that's what makes you the artist that you are. Like, if you cannot formulate to save your life, you will not retain clients because you're not reliable. Like people, when people bring you a picture, which is, the reality now people don't just say like oh i just want to go lighter no they like literally show you a whole picture and it's unrealistic most of the time and it's up to you like as the professional to let them know like this is why you can't have that 
or this is the process that you have to go through to achieve that. It's not just like, oh, I'm just going to throw a color on your hair. And then now you like magically have that hair. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. And that's why you have them come in right before. Oh, yeah. No, the process to like be my client is very, very methodical, very it's like down to a T and I will not. I will not compromise that process for anybody. I don't care who you are. Like you have to come in for a consultation, which is basically like an interview for me, like, or for the client, because first of all, I don't want you to be in my chair for six hours. If I do not like you and you <laughs> do not like me, then we are not going to do this. Like you can't for, be here for six I don't hours. Why you're here for two hours. I don't want you here for one hour, but it's important. It really is. And, and, and that's a very big part of retaining clientele. I don't think people, a lot of people don't do that. I think I'm the only person in my salon that really requires consultations before the day of your service. I literally think you're the only one I've ever, yeah. I've ever talked to that and, does requires that. And it's because honestly, I had to learn the hard way. I had to learn the hard way. There's literally people who have been a nightmare. And I'm like, I'm too hood for those kind of people. Like, because if you want to be a nightmare, we could be a nightmare outside. Like, let's let's go. But I don't I don't need to do that. Like, I'm a professional, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna respect my time. And I I can tell it's kind of crazy, but I can literally tell when I'm gonna do somebody's hair off junk. First of all, if you give me a baby ass handshake when I because first thing I do is like, hi, nice to meet you. My name is Brianna, and I shake their hand. And if they give me some little princess handshake, I don't know. They're not going to like me. And it's not even it's not even because it's not even me being her. discriminatory about like dainty women. No, no for real. but you're going to think I'm too direct. You're going to you're not everything that I have to say, whether it's the truth. I'm just being. And one thing about me is I'm always 100 percent honest. That's a Libra in you for sure. Yeah. Period. <laughs> Shout out to the Libras, Libras. out there. But no, I, I just feel like being realistic just sets you up. For success, really. Like, I'm not going to tell you that we can achieve something just so that I can take your money. Like, your money is not worth whatever headache I'm going to deal with after when I don't give you what I told you I could give you. So I don't I don't do that. So, for example, body language is a big thing to me. Um, so, like I said about the handshake, I can already tell. If you give me a baby handshake, you're going to think I'm way too direct. Like, you want me to tell you what you want. Like, you want to you wanna hear what you want to hear and... I'm not that person. So I like, I like women. I'd rather have a picky person who knows what they want than have a person who's like, who doesn't know what they want and who just doesn't want to hear the truth. Like, I don't, I don't like people like that. And I mean, it's not, not that I don't like people like that. I just don't want to work on people like that. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna love you, but you could go get your hair done from someone <laughs> And else. how do you tell them that? Like when you like, when they sit down, they have a consultation with you and then after Oh, they like, know. They know right away. Like they, they know, you know, even if it, and it doesn't have to be rude. It doesn't have to be rude at all. Like, like I said, I, I, I keep everything very professional, very technical, and I'll break it down to why you cannot have that. So if, and, and I feel like if I can't do that, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to do your hair respectfully, you know? <laughs> no, but um, if I feel like I can't do it, I'll send them to someone who I respect their work. And I feel like, you know what? These people, you would be a good fit for that person, you know? Because I know a lot of people in the industry. So if I can't do it, I know somebody who can. And most of the time, people respect that. People respect my honesty. Even if they're, even if they're like the person who like, oh, I just want you to tell me what I want to hear. Like at the end of the day, I'll tell people straight up like this. I'm like, hey, look, I'd rather ruin your day for today by telling you that I can't do your hair than ruin the next couple months of your life because I f***ed up your mm -hmm. hair. 
yeah i'm not gonna do that and I'll, I'll tell them straight up like that and they respect it you know so i'm like you know what i can't do that for you or may- maybe i could do that for you but i just don't want to do that kind of work anymore <laughs> yeah. so you can go to somebody else who i know enjoys doing that kind of work but that's not me no more you know yeah. and and i think that that comes with like i said like experience you earn that like you can't just do that from the beginning because from the beginning I was doing whatever, girl. I was <laughs> I was taking the worst of the worst. I was like, I could fix it. I could fix that. I was Sam from Holes. No. I, was, I could fix that. <laughs> no, dude. But now I don't need to do stuff like that. You know, like I I don't have to. I earn I earn that. Yeah. Yeah. So like going back towards like those type of clients, like how long did it take you to like earn that? Like obviously you were in the industry for like seven years. Like mm-hmm. when did you kind of realize where like you were like okay. I can't just take anybody. Um, what was like that one client or was it like a story where it was like that one client you were like, nah, hell no. Like I can't, I can't do this no more. Like mm-hmm. I need to do consultations. I can't just take anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I always knew that I needed to take consultations cause I'm just very protective of my energy. Like just off jump. Like I'm, I feel like there's a lot of girls out there who have this, like, I don't know, like internal, like, I don't want to say jealousy, but they're just like, and I don't want to say envious, but it's just like, they're kind of just like, they kind of want what you have in a type of way or like, or like they kind of want your energy or they want to be around someone like you. And, and it's all respect. Like, I mean, it's common sense. Who wouldn't want to hang out with people like us, right? Who wouldn't want to be around people like us? But but you have to be selective. (laughs) Like, so I always knew that, but don't get me wrong. There's a few people who they had me fooled. You know, I've done their hair a couple of times and I was like, oh, she's cool. Like I like her. And then they flip a switch and it's happened to me. So then honestly, a really big thing that like I had to learn how to, I I knew that from the beginning. I knew that I didn't want to do everybody's hair. I knew that from the, from the beginning off jump, but it, it really came down to me knowing how to ask the questions, the right questions to weed out the people that I do not want to deal with. So I can't really like tell you what the questions are right now because it kind of just comes to me naturally. Like once I like get in my zone, you know, but reading books has helped me a lot. Like, honestly, I I think I, well, I don't think I know at the age of like 16 or 17, I read a very important book in my life and I recommend it to everybody that I ever come across. Like who, you know, when, when you get on that subject, I always tell people like, I do have a favorite book and it has impacted the way I communicate with anybody. And I knew that I needed to read that book because I knew that I was so young going into the industry and that there was going to be women who were older than me who were going to think that they could walk all over me, you know? What's that book? It's called um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Period. An amazing book. It really teaches you how to communicate with people and, you know, like still set your boundaries in a respectful way and how to ask the right questions to figure out the person that you're dealing with, you know, what's important to them. Like, and you have to learn how to ask those questions because if not, you're just like exchanging energy with random people for their money. And I'm not about that. Yeah. I'm not about that. I feel like I need to take that advice because I feel like I have people come in here and their energy is like way off. Like if I, I could be in like a good ass mood. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like their energy comes in and it's like a quiet room mm-hmm. and it's like they're sad or they're mad. And it just like it comes off on me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I can't even talk to this person. Like, for example, the other day, like I did a belly facial and 
I was so happy that day. I was mm. like in the best mood and I was trying to ask her. And I'm like talking to a person, right. like off the bat, like I talk to everybody. Like right. I make jokes, I crack, like, you know, like I be, even if you don't want to talk, bitch, I'm gonna make you talk, you know, mm. like I just talk. So she just didn't want to talk to me. Like mm. for whatever reason, I was like, oh, does this feel good? Like I was trying to, you know, I was like, how's mm. the pressure here? How, you know, like yeah. I was trying to tell her, but she was just like, uh-huh, yeah. And I was like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, she, she, oh I'm a nurse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, how do you, how do you like that feel? Good. Like super short. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, just like the energy. It was just like, I couldn't, mm-hmm. I, I was just like rushing like the belly facial. Cause I was just like, I can't have her here no more. Like mm-hmm. it was just rubbing off on me. And like after that, like my whole energy was just like, oh, I don't want to work. Yeah. No, I know. I know what you're talking about. So back to the, you asking me about a specific like scenario or situation that made me realize like, no, I'm not going to do just because I can do it doesn't mean that I have to do it, you know? Yeah. So, for example, and honestly, I really feel like COVID just brought out, like, my boundaries for the better. And I really, I'm so grateful for that because before I really felt like, and and I don't know if it's just, like, the salon that I grew up in, which, oh, my God, I love Cut House so much. That That is, like, I like to say that that's where I was raised, you know, like, for the hair industry. Yeah. Like, um, Victor Valverde, one of my biggest mentors ever. I love him and I respect him and I still talk to him to this day. Um, and anyway, so Victor taught me a lot, but one thing about him is he's very like, I will never forget when he told me this. He was all like, if you say no to a client, that's like, like literally he said this, I will never forget it. He was all like, hi, I'm here to book an appointment with Brie, or I'm here to deposit $350 into Brianna Casella's bank account. And then literally like that, he was like, every time a client calls, they're literally saying those words. And if you say no, you're saying no to that money going into your bank account. So that's how I was. That was like the culture that I was raised in. Like, you don't say no, you, you just do it because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you're dealing with. Like just take their money and let's go, you know, Mm -hmm. which I respect that. I feel like that culture has been engraved in like so many old heads, like but I just don't want to be that way. And and everybody has the right to do run their business however they want, but that's not how I want to run my business because I did it for so long. And I feel like it put me in so many situations that I just did not want to be in. And it comes down to the point where you're just like, I could feel it in my body when I do not want to be around someone. It doesn't even matter if it's about hair. It could just be like- A friend. A A friend, a person. It doesn't even matter. I could just feel it in my body. I get all hot. Everything in my body is telling me you need to leave right now. (laughs) Like, do not like do not spend another second here. Like, because I start to get really anxious. Everything about me starts to get really like irritable. And I'm not that way at all. Like, I'm super laid back. Like, you know this. Like, I'm just so laid back. But it's just because I only put myself around people that I actually enjoy being around. And I feel like I could only create my best work. If I'm around somebody that I enjoy being around. So, um, for example, so this is pretty recent, but I feel like my boundaries became so freaking clear to me during COVID, during quarantine. Because, so maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but I'm going to say it. Say it it on the podcast, because that's where we we spill all the tea. No, yeah. (laughs) Um, So for, and you know, we were not allowed to do our services for a very long time. And honestly, I did not care. I was like, respectfully... If you're not paying my rent, if you're not paying my car bills, if you're not paying none of that, keep your opinions to yourself. Or even if you don't keep them to yourself, I could care less. Like, I really don't care. So um, I was doing hair um, during quarantine. 
out of the loft that I lived in. And um, I really had to become like a reader. Like I really had to like buckle down and really be like, because I was freaking scared. I think we were all scared that we were going to get reported or we were going to get like, yeah, like you could have literally lost your license in that time. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I feel like we're headed into a place where like you're not even going to need a license to do any of the services that we provide now. Watch 2023. But (laughs) but as of now, we still do. And it is a threat if somebody's trying to take it away from you. So um, I really had to become like, you know what? I need to really buckle down on the people that I'm taking and Believe it or not, I was the busiest I've ever been during quarantine. I swear everybody was thirsty Boom. to get their hair done, get pedicures, get their nails done. I was thirsty myself for a pedicure. I was like, please, anybody tell me where I can get a pedicure because I need one now, ASAP. I needed one three months ago. Like, yeah. what? Anyways. <laughs> so um, I remember I did this lady's hair and she booked an appointment with me. And I had not seen her for a consultation. So I messaged her. I was like, hey, I noticed that you booked an appointment and you did not come in for your consultation. Like, I cannot do your hair until we have a consultation. I was like, basically, your appointment is going to be treated like a consultation. And if I could do your hair, I will. But if not, then we can schedule an appointment for a different day or we're going to go from there. Basically, your appointment is just a consultation. It's not guaranteed that you're going to get your hair done that day. And she was just like, I was also, it's up to you if you want to keep your appointment or not. I understand. I respect your time. If you need your hair done that day, I respect that. But let me know what works for you. So she was just like, yeah, no, it's okay. She was like, I'm really simple. And it's always that say I'm simple (laughs) that are not simple. You're just like, oh, God, red flag. So anyway, so I was just like, okay, that's fine. Um, But like I said, your appointment will be, it's just going to be treated like a consultation. Yeah. You good? Yeah, we right. good. We good over here. <laughs> so then um, she pulls up to her appointment. <laughs> and then I was all like looking at her hair and it was a mess, right? Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> so her hair was just a mess. And then it was just so basically what she wanted. She was just trying to tell me to do how to do my job too much. And I just did not like that. She was like, I just want I just want you to do my tips and just the front. And I was like, what do you mean your tips and just the front? Like, I was like, the pictures that you're showing me, like, I have to do more than that. I was like, I can't just do what you're telling me to do. Like, it's going to look, you're going to look like an e-girl. You're going to look like a chola if I do what. <laughs> I, I literally told her, like, I was like, if I do what you're telling me to do, yeah. you're not. it's not going to look like the pictures you're showing me. Yeah. And then, um, so I was all like, and also I was all, I could tell that there's something in your hair that's going to be a problem. Like, to achieve what you're trying to achieve. It's going to, it's going to interrupt the process basically. And it's not realistic what you're asking for. So I was all like, okay, whatever, I'm going to do a test strand. So a test strand is just basically like, I put your hair, a little piece of your hair in bleach and I see how it reacts. Right. Cause then that'll tell me everything I need to tell. Like if you're lying to me about what you have in your hair, if what, and not even if you're lying to me, some people don't need, people don't know. People are not professionals. They don't know. They think everything's a toner. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing, not everything's a toner. So anyway, so people don't get that. But anyway, so more of a story was I did a test strand and I let it sit for an hour. And then I was like, so you're not going to be able to have what you want because of the way that your hair looks after I bleached it. Like, and I literally showed her, I took it out of the foil. I was like, this is not no bullshit. Like, I'm not just saying it because I don't want to do your hair. Like, I need to make money, baby. Like, don't, don't, (laughs) mm, like, it really cannot happen. I was all, this much of your hair is going to break off if I do this. I was also, unless you're willing to cut that much of your hair off, we cannot 
achieve what you want to get. And so she was just like, I was, so I was like going back and forth with her and this is already like an hour and a half into our consultation. Like that's already such a red flag. Consultations should not take more than 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like if I can just tell, like I'm just based off of experience. Like if my consultation takes more than 20 minutes max, we're not going to do business. I already know. Cause we're not on the same page. Yeah. There should be no reason why it takes us that long to get on the same page. So she was like, and at this point, like I'm anxious, I'm hot, I'm sweating. I don't not like it. And Shorty's there, my assistant. She was there and Shorty's like, she's like me. She could read people's energy very easily. And she could tell, like, she was like, oh God, like she, when I get a certain way, she don't even want to be around me. She don't even want to look at me. She don't even want to breathe around me. She's like, like, oh God, let me not, let me just hide. It's like when your mom's mad and she's yelling at your sister and, and you're all, let like, me go over there before <laughs> she starts yelling at me too. So, uh, anyway, so she was like, so I, I told her, I was like, you're not gonna be able to have that. Like, this is what I could do for you. And if you're not okay with that, then I can't do your hair today. And she was just like, okay, that's fine. So I'm doing her hair. I literally start putting her hair in foils, start doing the process. And she still, she was like, so my hair's gonna look like this, right? And a bunch of pictures oh. of stuff that I didn't even, oh I was like, God. no, we cannot do that. So I literally, at this point, I was so angry. I wasn't even angry. I was just so like, flustered I don't I feel like that's the right word like I was just so like mind boggled I was like we have been here for an hour and a half and you still don't get it so I was I was literally like okay I literally I literally stopped I put my stuff down and I got in front of her like literally looked at her in the face in her eyes and I said okay it's been about an hour and 45 minutes now I was like I'm gonna have my assistant rinse off whatever I just put on I was like, if you would like, I could blow dry you or you can leave with your hair wet, but I'm not going to do your service today. I'm, you're going to need to find Damn. somebody else to do your hair. And she was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I'm serious. Damn. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm serious. And then she was like, I have never been rejected before. I was like, I'm not rejecting you. I was like, I just think that we've been here for way too long and we're still not on the same page. And that's OK. There, there's other stylists out there who can maybe give you what you want, but that's not me. I was like, and I'm not going to force it. I was like, everything in my body right now is telling me to not do your hair. And I was all like, and I'm going to, I'm going to respect my intuition and my gut and I'm not going to do it. And she was like, wow, I've never been like, she was like amazed that I was really like, no, I'm not going to do this. That's like, crazy. we're going to wash you out and you're going to go but like, like <laughs> yeah. And she was like, okay. Did she pay for that? No. So, so then, so then she was just like, okay, well, will you still cut my hair? <laughs> just like fine I'll cut your hair oh my so then I cut her hair and then um she was just like talking mad shit to me about her last stylist and I was just like coming at her like from a stylist point of view I was like she was just like oh well the only reason why I'm looking for a new stylist is because my stylist didn't get back to me like quick enough and I was just like girl you just said he's so busy he has so many clients I was like think about it I was all we as stylists we're here all day working on people and then we still have to go home and respond to people. Yeah, I was like, period. I was like, so you have to be respectful of that or understanding of that. Yeah. If you want to stay with that person, yeah. like I was, I'm the same way. I was all like, so if you don't like that, you're definitely not going to like me because yeah. I'm the same way and probably worse. I was like, you will not get a text back from me for about another month. And that's literally me. And it's, and it's <laughs> but that's, but that's why we have websites. Like yeah. you could go book by yourself. Gosh, like, thank you. Like, <laughs> but it's just, so I was just letting her know. And she was just like, 
So she was just on one. So then I cut her hair and she was like, oh my God. She was like, I told my boyfriend that you told me that you were, didn't want to do my hair. And he said, well, yeah, not everybody's going to put up with your shit, right? And so then she was just like, so then I realized she was like, yeah, you're the first person who doesn't put up with my shit. And I was like, so you knew what you were doing. You were trying to play me the entire time. And that's when I got so annoyed and I was so happy that I listened to myself. And I literally told her, I was like, you know what? It's taken me six years at the time. I was like, it's taken me six years to perfect every single step of my process. And I'm not going to let you come in here and tell me how to do my job. So... I was like, respectfully, you need to find somebody else to do your hair. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's how it went. And then it ended up like she ended up really respecting me for that because I was just like, no, like, you're not going to do that. Like, you might be older than me, but you're not that in mean, charge. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Just I'm the older. professional. Like, yeah. you came to me. If you if you know how to do your hair, then you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. That was crazy. I would have... Sometimes we just have to let them know. I'm like, but it, it took a lot of maturity for me to learn how to be like, okay, my feelings, like I can't act the way I'm feeling right now. Cause I'm not going to get what I want out of this situation. Yeah. Like I'm pissed. I'm annoyed. I'm angry. I'm pissed. I want to square up with you right now, but yeah. I can't act that way because I'm not going to get what I want out of the situation. So it's just like, how do you take a step back and control your feelings so that you could really get what you want out of that situation? And at the end of the day, I still ended up cutting her hair. I still ended up charging her for it. She still ended up tipping me. She never came back to me, but I don't care. I didn't want her to come back. <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, she respected me for being respectful, it. for yeah. being like, you know what? I don't want to do this and I don't have to. No, and you don't have to do it either. No, that's literally, I'm going to take that advice because like I literally have, I have two phones, mm -hmm. you know, so like, we were going back and you were like saying like, I'm not going to respond to you. Like I literally respond to everyone. Even like I'd be on vacation. I literally told people like I'm on vacation. Mm -hmm. And what, what were they doing? They were still texting me like and still thinking I would respond. And I literally got a text and they were like, if you didn't want to respond, then you should, like, I'm, you're going to lose a client. And I was just like, I'm still on vacation. You yeah. know, like it, people don't understand. Like we have a social life, you know, regardless. not even it's not even about the social life. It's like, like I have, I'm, I'm my own person. Like I need to relax. Like my, I need to go home. Like, I baby, to... I know you go to work from nine to five. And when you clock out at five, whatever time it might be, whatever time you're off for work, you're not responding to emails. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're off until tomorrow. Yeah. Until you go back in and clock yeah. in at nine. I, so yeah. don't bug me when I'm off. And just because I'm on Instagram does not mean I need to respond to you. <laughs> okay. So we went over that topic. So another thing that, um, you know, people were asking me because I did um, ask people like, oh, Q&As and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, what are some biggest trends that are you're seeing in like the hair industry? Like, what are people asking you? What are they coming for you? And they're telling you like, oh, I want this. Like, I remember when I got my hair done, but you know, I was like, hey, I want those. Was it curtain bangs? Yeah. Like, what are some biggest trends that you're seeing right now? Well, yeah, still the curtain bangs are like a thing hardcore right now. What about those front bangs? What are those called right here? Those ones that just like i don't know just bangs i feel like people just come up with different words like to make it trendy but it's all the same thing like it's just bangs and layers right now but everybody wants to call it a wolf cut a freaking a shag like there's so many different words but it all ends up being like variations of the same thing but so pretty much a lot of layers are in right now like i like to call them i like to call them the slutty layers right now like <laughs> like they like to look woo i want to see them layers you know like Volume is a big thing right now. Blowouts is a big thing right now. I feel like the beach waves are kind of on their way out and a lot of people are going for that really big 
voluminous like early 2000s look right now yeah. mm-hmm. and then color wise it would be more like reds coppers golds. me yeah i feel like the ash is like really played out and if you still got ashy hair i'm here to tell you you need to let that go Bye-bye. it's gone <laughs> that time has come and gone baby Another question too, like how did you start getting your following? Because I, you're pretty big on Instagram right now. So like, how did you go from like, was that your personal account all the time, or like, did yeah. you, oh, so you went from your personal to your business? Mm-hmm. Okay. Were yeah. you like that at your personal, like your numbers right now, or my? Well, now I just recently made my own personal page because I felt like I was sharing too much of my personal life, and I feel like with the following. I don't know. It's just things change. And honestly, like, I feel like a lot of that following came from um, just because I was dating like an influencer at the time and just a lot of nosy people just want to keep up with what you guys are doing all the time. And honestly, I feel like even that, like, I just feel like the theme for me lately, just in this period of my life or in this specific time of my life is really learning my boundaries. Like, and I feel like I made my I made a personal page now because the page that my my hair page now was my personal page to begin with. And then I would kind of just like share some of my life and I would mostly just post hair. And then the more people, the more followers that I got, I felt like I wanted to share less about myself because I just didn't want people to feel like they were entitled to know so much about me. And people do like people get like some sort of like um They'll like like they get, in. They get like, like hey, enamored. Yeah, yeah. They get yeah. like, like some sort of like fascination about like, or like, I don't, I don't even know. Just like, I don't know. People just admire you sometimes, you know? And then people feel like entitled to whatever you feel that you should, or whatever you share, people feel entitled to still get that same content all the time from you. So if you're like posting out here with your mans or if you're posting out here with your family or whatever, and people want to keep up with that, you know? So I felt like, in order to stop feeding into that audience, I had to really like buckle down on the content that I was putting out. So yeah, I don't know. The followers came from, I don't know, hair. I mean, the people who stay stay because because I'm good at what I do. So I respect them and I love them and, I, and I'm grateful for those supporters. Um, do you have that support from when you were doing people in high school, like when you first started like in your garage? Or- no. No? No. Not at all. I And I, I agree. Um, I feel like, I, I don't know where I saw it, but somebody was just like, people will not support you until they see that it is like, I don't know, popular to support you or it's like trendy to support you or until you're on and then everybody's going to be like, oh, I've been following her. Like, oh, shut I've up. I've been known her. Shut like, up. I know <laughs> First of all, you, was, you started because he was nosy and then you stayed around because <laughs> he was still nosy. Not just kidding. But um, yeah, no, I just feel like, I'm still figuring out the whole social media thing, honestly. It's it's a trip to me. And I feel like when you figure it out is when it changes again and then you got to refigure it out. So I, I try not to take it too heavily. I try not to let it just like impact my life too much because at the end of the day, it's just, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's just social media. Like I can't let it, I don't know. I can't be like, oh, like I got this following. Like I don't feel any type of way about that. Like I really just feel like, if you haven't noticed by now during this podcast, I really just feel like I'm still a regular from Pomona. Like, you know, <laughs> like, <P-town>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, one Another thing is like when you first started, like, uh, well, not when you first started, but like mm-hmm. now, did you, have you worked on any big influencers? Like, yeah, I have. Um, yeah, I have. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they brought you more like and well did you reach did you get them out in the beginning or like when you started growing like obviously on Instagram did they come to you or like do you still do them honestly I've only done a couple influencers and it's just because I met them or knew them personally I try to avoid those people as much as I can because I I like I said I'm very protective of the people that I want around me and the audience that I attract and I feel like if the audience that you attract is not what I want I do not want you in my chair and I do not want them following me and I do not need that around me at all like I think people are so like starstruck and I'm not about that but honestly I have done influencers like for example um I did Ryan Garcia's little brother's hair color Mm -hmm. so Sean Garcia and he's cool he's cool as fuck I like him he was cool I really like them um but no they didn't bring me any business the most business I've ever gotten is from regular people. The and I'm gonna shout her, I'm gonna shout her out because this girl, I think in one day, I literally had like seven consultations because of her. And her name is Tori. So Victoria Ramirez, I met her because her boyfriend played soccer. Or her okay, so her boyfriend's little brother played soccer with my little brother, and we were all like family. Like we would see each other. I don't know, so like a lot. We would see each other for practice, for tournaments. Like we were with each other a lot. They became family to us. And so he was like, "Hey, my girlfriend's trying to get her hair done," and I said, "Like you gotta go to the best, you know, (laughs) AKA me, you know." But um, dude, I swear she's a nurse, and she has sent me the most clients i have ever gotten from any of my clients anybody from anybody she's not even an influencer like she just she's literally just my walking like little billboard i don't know her her (laughs) hair is amazing and people notice and now because of her like i have so many clients because of her i literally work on all of san antonio hospital (laughs) we're by mouth baby yes honestly that's that and those are the people who stay like those are the people who respect you those are the people who respect your time and those are the people who are gonna continue to send you people and they're gonna pay you whatever you charge and they're gonna still tip you and if you tell them hey girl today is not the day for me like one big thing about me is like I'm not going to do hair if I'm not 100% like my energy isn't there because I just can't perform like and also I I feel like I come off like really mean when I'm like in my head but I'm not mean I'm just not with it you know so and I feel like those people respect your boundaries you know but I feel like a lot of the influencers are just like come to me but they're, they're not ready to pay come to me money you know yeah yeah. What's some advice you can give to like people in the industry? Because I feel like the hair industry is the biggest industry. Like, yes, estheticians are big. Yes, obviously, like nails, the industry is really big. But I feel like the hair industry and like the barber industry is like such it's like the biggest industry. So right. what's some advice that you can give to someone that's like barely starting? Because I feel like every episode I've gotten, like I've always asked, you know, every person, like what's the one thing like you could tell a person that's barely starting like mm-hmm. advice from, you know, from you? I think for me, like one thing that has made me have the clientele that I have now, and I think retention is the hardest thing in this industry, because like you said, there's a lot of people who do hair and there's a lot of people who are good at it. So finding people who literally 
I don't, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. So number one, making sure that you put out work that you feel is your best. I will not let you walk out. I will literally point out if I made a mistake or if there's something that's like not right, I will point it out while you're in my chair. I'll be like, you know what? I don't like this about your hair. And this is how I would like to fix it. If you're, if you're willing to let me do that, you're going to walk out with the hair of your dreams. If not, you can walk out like this. If you're happy, then vaya con Dios. But, um, (laughs) But like, it's never like that, you know, and I'm, I'm super honest. I'm like, you know what? I would like to redo this because I feel like if I redo it, it's going to come out exactly how we want it. Um, and people respect that and people love that about me. They're like, you know what? I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. But now that you're pointing it out, I do notice it. And yes, I would like for you to do what you're saying because I want it to, if you're saying it already looks this good and you're not happy, I would like to see what it would look like when you are happy. You know, that is one thing that people always will come back to me for they always know that i'm gonna tell them straight up like nah, nah. It, it, it's all right but it could be better and that's one thing that has definitely set me apart and i don't care like i'm not afraid to say you know what i formulated a little off let me do it again you know i'm not i'm never too above anything to say you're never you know afraid what? to like no. put your mistakes out there never and i feel like a lot of people you know they won't. They won't say anything. Yeah, people get scared. Yeah. People are scared that people are going to freak out. And I'm like, you don't need to freak out. Like, the good thing about hair is that there's... Or about anything. About literally anything. There's always a way to fix it. And um, But I feel like that's how I retained my clientele. Because people respect that about me. Um, but also, like I said, it all comes back down to making sure that you have the right person in your chair. Because it doesn't matter if I give you the hair of your dreams. I've had people like that where I've literally made their hair look like the picture they were showing me and they were just like, I just don't like it on me. And I'm like, girl, it's because you don't got that tan, you don't got them eyelash extensions, <laughs> you don't got that body. Like, what do you want me to do? I gave you the hair that you she asked said for. Body. Yeah, like, what, what What do you want me to do, you know? Most of the time, the people that they show us are like IG models and and then the IG models don't even look like how they look in their no, pictures face in person. Two. Shout like, out. <laughs> Shout out face two. Yeah, so I'm just like, all you need is a is a spray tan, some eyelash extensions, like, you know, a little Botox. You'll be her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We always end this podcast with a quote. Oh. Don't we do that? Mark? Yeah, so you got to end it with a quote. What's a quote that we can hear from Brie? <laughs> Everyone um, that we come on here, we always start preparing. Like, I know. Yeah. Just be like, think about hey, we just quote. we just throw them on here. Like, hey, come on with the f- quote. <laughs> I don't know what a quote is. I don't anything. Know. It could be I anything. Don't know. I don't like, what's something that happened. you want everyone you mean, like, to remember? Yes. Hey, shout out to my podcast manager, real yeah, quick, whatever, Marla. Whatever's important to you. Hey, shout out to La Familia podcast. I don't know what my. I feel like what is something that I live by. What's something that you live by or something that you want people to know you as? You know, like it could be anything. Hey, last, I'll never forget our second episode. I don't know. I feel like one thing I always say is keep it pimping, never simping. Like, oh, that's yeah. it right there. I literally say that all the time. Like, I mean, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Keep it pimping, never simping. Let's go. Period. Period. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you guys next week. And yeah, bye. Bye. A lot of people wear wigs too, but it doesn't look like wigs now. Like there's so there's some they, really they good wigs. They snatch them yeah. really good. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people wear wigs now. I cannot eat like this boba sprints. on this fucking mic. You can hear. Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear. It. All right. <laughs> Sorry, this is a. Bad. All right, ready? Okay. Uh, you're good. I would say.
like if you get slightly close to the mic, you can pull it towards your. Oh, okay. I think I want to pull it towards me a little bit. Like, kind of like a fist and an apple when you're facing you. That's good. Okay. All right, cool. Are you good? Ready? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited for this week's episode. Because, uh, blah, 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 I said episode <laughs> twice. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, uh, dude, I shouldn't have took three shots. All right. All right. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. It's Dee Dee. I'm so excited to be back with... Oh, f Dude, I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. This is the second time. All right. All right. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode. It's Dee Dee. I'm so excited to be... Oh my... God, how do I start this shit? How do I start it every fucking time? Because I, oh, I said, hey guys, it's Dee Dee. Because yeah, hey I need to have the same intro. Okay. So what do I say? It's hey, it's Dee Dee. Hey yeah, all right. You yeah, all right. Right, away. all right. And you let them I say, hey, it's Dee Dee, and then I'm, I'm welcome, right? Yeah. All right. <sighs> you got it? 